morning, everybody. Welcome to our communion time. Let's give, out, give God a moment of silence, confessing our sins before we take the elements. Holy God, our Father in heaven, the King of kings and Lord of lords, our Creator, our Judge, and our Savior, and our Father. We come to you to acknowledge your greatness and your goodness, your greatness in creation, in provision, and your holiness and your righteousness and your determination to judge sins, as well as your grace in redeeming sinners. We come to you because you have given us the greatest of all grace. You have sent your eternal Son to become Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior now. And thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit, who regenerated our spirit. And thank you for giving us the Bible, whom the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Spirit inspired the authors to write throughout centuries and millennia. And now they are available to us, expressing your truth and your mind to us. Thank you for giving us not only the, illumin uh, the, uh, the revelation, but also the illumination to in our spirit and soul for understanding. And finally, we have come to the realization that we are fallen sinners, but we are also now in Christ Jesus redeemed saints. And you have given us hope to live a life to glorify your name in the eternity to come as sons and fellow heir with Christ in the kingdom and, and the household of God. That is our undeserved gift from you, but yet you have given, and we are gladly receiving. We come to you to confess anywhere in our thought and word and action that have fallen your uh, standard uh, and uh, fallen short of your standard of holiness, of righteousness, of love, and self-sacrifice in giving. Anywhere we have fallen short, anywhere we have uh, followed the world, the flesh, and uh, Satan, anywhere that you are not pleased, we come to you confessing our sins so that we know that by our confession and our desire and willingness to change, you have given us the power from within through the Holy Spirit to, to be better to overcome the flesh, to overcome temptations, and to live in righteousness and to please you and you only. We pray that is the direction we're going, and we pray that by our confession and uh, you will bring true change of life and then the honor of living a victorious life in righteousness for Christ's glory. And we pray in his name. Amen. Please come and deliver, deliver these uh, elements.
in our communion devotional uh, series, we have been comparing the Old and the New Covenant. Okay? The Old Covenant was made between God and Israel. Its, its core is the law. And then the core of the law is the Ten Commandments. Okay? And then it reveals us the goodness of God, the holiness and grace. However, it also tells us that life under the law is inevitably leading to failure and condemnation because it is impossible for all the people of God to obey all the laws of God at all times in all aspects. But only in that case can Israel be totally blessed by God. If they fall short, it will just increase the, the, uh, the sins counting until they end up in condemnation and exile. So a new covenant is needed. In the new covenant, the life is totally different. The forgiveness of sins is once for all. The position is no longer children nor slaves, but sons and the fellow heirs of the kingdom and the household of God, together with Christ, the eternal Son of God, who is also God. So that kind of position is a, of course, undeserved, but it is a full forgiveness of past sin, full immunity from any further uh, charge. And then this uh, entrusting us with knowing Father, the Father's will and the heart and the mind and standard because we have the Holy Spirit within us permanently and that we shall grow. That kind of trust gives us a new horizon, a new hope of life to live. And to compare these two uh, different covenants, I think the culmination of our mini-series is in today's um, section, which I will read to you in Galatians chapter 4, verses 21 to 31. Let me read. Tell me, you who want to be under law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons one by the bond woman and one by the free woman. But the son by the bond woman was born according to the flesh, and the son by the free woman through the promise. This is allegorically speaking. For these women are two covenants, one proceeding from Mount Sinai, bearing children who are to be slaves. She is Hagar. Now this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the uh, Jerusalem above is free. She is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, barren, women who does barren woman who does not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor, for more numerous are the children of the desolate than the one who has husband. And you, brethren, like Isaac, are children of promise. But as at the time he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, so it is now also. But what does the scripture say? 
cast out the bond woman and her son, and the son of the bond woman shall not be an heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of a bond woman, but of the free woman. Paul here uh, admits at first that he is talking in allegory. This is not a literal meaning. This is something that he lifts up in comparison. So there were two, well, women for Abraham. There was a wife, Sarah, who was a free woman. There was a concubine uh, who was a maid elevated, elevated up to a concubine. And uh, in the ancient laws, when the wife could not have a child, she could be divorced. But if she gave her maid to the husband and she bore a son, and then the woman cannot be divorced. So Sarah did this to protect herself. She gave her maid to her husband and Hagar had a son. The son could have been adopted as the wife's son if the wife ends up having no son. But Sarah ends up having a son. Okay? So when she had the son, Isaac, who was a child of promise, okay? and then the, the former son, who is no longer going to be adopted, he persecuted Isaac, okay? and he pro um, became a threat. And that's why Sarah said, the son of the bondwoman shall not be an heir with the son of the free woman. And that's why Abraham, with a heavy heart, she, he sent out Ishmael and Hagar because he thought Ishmael was his firstborn son. Okay? And, but he knew what he should do, so he did that. That is putting God's interest over his interest, and that's considered in his life, which I believe compares to the Beatitudes, that's the part that corresponds to being pure in heart which means putting God's interest over yours. Okay. So uh, Paul is making a comparison, saying that the two covenants are like the two sons and the two, their two mothers. Okay. One is a slave, that is the old covenant. One is a free one, that means you are the, uh, the th that's the new covenant. So all of us who are, born of God by the Holy Spirit and then redeemed by the Son and then adopted by the Father. All of us have a sonship in the household of God. We are fellow heirs of the kingdom and the household together with Christ. And that is just pure grace. It's, not, it's nothing that we deserve. But God decided so, and He is God. So His decision is irreversible. Especially the adoption is irreversible. Okay? Sons born of the flesh can be rejected. But sons adopted will always be the heir. You see? So we are going to be the fellow heir of the kingdom of God together with Christ no matter what happens. The question is now, do you abuse this grace and think I can sin? Or do you be grateful and try to know the Father's will and try to please the Father for the rest of your life, which is for the eternity to come? 
If you choose the first way, you are not born again. If you choose the other way, you are. Okay. So let's use the rest of our life on the earth to prove that we have the true faith by being grateful and faithful. And that's what Christ have laid out for us. He let us remember His grace. He gave His body, a sinless body, which should not have died, should not have died, but He gave it up on the cross. And then when we chew on this unleavened bread, chew on it, let it break. Remember Christ's suffering for us. And that is His way of expressing His love by self-sacrifice. He stood in the gap and He took the arrows so that we might be protected from God's wrath. And when we take this drink, remember not only His past love of sacrifice, shedding His blood for us, but also His promise. He not only just died, He also resurrected from the dead. Okay? He may seem to be a failure to the world, but he actually is victorious. He has promised to come again. He will rapture his church, which is a bride, before the tribulation, so that when the world is judged, the wrath is not upon us. That is pro his promise. And then when we take this, we remember the past, we also remember the future. And when we live in between, be grateful and be faithful. That's all the life that God expects from us. So let's remember His grace. The body of Christ was given on the cross for us. We take this in remembrance of Him. The blood of Christ was shed on the cross to cover us, and we drink this in remembrance of Him. Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the Son of Man. Now you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are now not only our Redeemer who died to pay for our sin, you are also the conqueror of death and sin. You resurrected from the dead. You have been ascended into heaven. You are now sitting on the right hand of God the Father. And you shall come again to rule over Israel and the world and we shall be your assistant together, ruling over the millennium. And uh, all of this is truth which we believe because you have sent the Holy Spirit. And we believe and we shall live according to this faith. We pray that you will make your name glorified by keeping us faithful. And uh, we pray by being grateful and faithful, we will let the world know your name and your glory and your love and be called and may all of those whom you have called come to join this family to live a life to please your father now our father and we shall have an eternal life in truth righteousness and love and for that sake we thank you in your name we pray Thank you.